0: This is T. M. Camp, and you're listening to the podcast of my novel, Assam and Darjeeling. Book 3 Purgatory, Chapter 8 They were quiet when they woke, uncertain and ill at ease. The room felt hollow somehow, every sound slightly too loud, every movement too large. Come on, Assam said. Let's go see what's for breakfast. The table in the front room had been replaced, redrawn with a much smaller one, and two chairs. There was a small pot of tea, a butter dish, and a plate of toast, all drawn by hand. A vase of flowers, carefully sketched, sat in the center of the table. Against the vase, a small folded piece of paper waited patiently. G went and peeked into the kitchen at last night's dishes stacked on the counter. There was no sign of the shaggy man or the cat's. They sat at the table. The toast was dry, even with the butter. The tea in the pot was cold. As they ate, Assam unfolded the note. "'What's it say?' "'He says we should be careful when we leave,' he told his sister. "'He says we should use the other door.' She realized that there was a new door drawn on one of the walls, a door that had not been there the night before. She hadn't noticed it. Did he draw it for us? Assam nodded, chewing slowly as though that would make the toast taste better. Why? He swallowed with a grimace. Why what? Why do we have to use that door? Don't worry about it. What else does the note say? Not much he drew a picture for us. He turned the paper around for her to see. Along the bottom of the page there was a very nice little sketch of the three of them, sitting on the river bank with fishing poles in their hands. Behind them, the cats waited patiently for their dinner. Oh, I like that. Can I have it, or do you think we should leave it? I don't care, Assam said, but he did not hand it to her. She studied the drawing from across the table. You know, if he drew that, then how come it isn't real like everything else? What do you mean? She squinted, cocking her head. He draws things, right? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Don't be a jerk. When he draws stuff, it's real, right? Assam nodded. So how come that isn't coming to life as little versions of us that walk around and do stuff? Good question. Assam turned the paper around and looked at the sketch. "'I don't know,' he said after a moment. "'Maybe he can't make something alive. "'The letters don't move, either.' "'Well, duh,' she answered. "'What else did he write?' "'He says that if things don't work out, we can come back and stay with him.' "'That's nice,' she said, with absolutely no intention of taking him up on his offer. "'I think he's just being polite, actually.' And what else? Nothing. Read it to me. He sighed and took another bite of what appeared to be sawdust-shaped toast. I already did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you read it to yourself and then told me what it said. That's not the same as reading it to me. Why don't you just learn to read for yourself? This wasn't really fair of him, but it slipped out. Why don't you just learn to shut up? He held out the note to her, but she crossed her arms and wouldn't take it. Ow! He put his hand to his forehead. It felt like someone had just stuck a spike through his brain. What's wrong? G asked with little or no concern in her voice. His eyes were watering. What did you do? Read me the note. Tell me what you did. Read me the note she said firmly, staring him down, or I'll do it again. The dull ache behind his eyes subsiding, Assam held up the paper and began to read, doing his best imitation of the shaggy man's voice. My young guests, I trust you slept well. I've set out some breakfast for you. I expect you're already eating it, so don't let me stop you, greedy pigs, "'It isn't much, but it will keep you going for a while longer. "'I'm out and about for the day. "'You're welcome to stay as long as you like. "'I expect that won't be long, as there's no food and very little to do. "'I thought of drawing a checkerboard for you, "'but I can never remember how many squares there are in each row. "'Once I tried my hand at playing cards, "'but I got distracted while I was drawing the queens and never finished.' You'll understand what I mean one day. Speaking of distractions, or rather, writing of them, you've got one of your own sniffing around the front door for you. He was there last night and again this morning. Apparently the little brat doesn't have anything better to do than camp out on my doorstep. Whatever he's after you for, I'm certain you deserve everything you get. But he's much more horrid than you, so count your lucky stars that I'm on your team. When you leave, if you leave, do not go by way of the front door. Use the other door, the new door, the one right over there that you can see if you look up for a moment and stop reading this note. Go ahead. I'll be here when you get back. Hello again. Did you see the door? That's the one to use. It should put you well out of the hands of that poxy little weasel. Don't get me wrong, I love children. I myself have the heart of a five-year-old boy. I keep it in a jar, under the sink. Joke. Nevertheless, heed my words, or other such dire phrases, and use the new door. Good luck to you both. I hope you will not take this the wrong way, but it is my fervent wish that I will never, never see either one of you ever again. If I do, you are welcome to stay for as long as you like— Until I tire of you and bury you in the shallow graves round back. Again, joke. Or is it? Honestly, you have better things to do and better company to keep, I assure you. Go away. Now. Warmly. Yarrow edged. That's it, Assam said. That's what he wrote. What's... Yarrow-edged mean. I have no idea. Maybe it's his name. Last night he said his name was Eddie. Like I said, he's probably half-crazy being out here all alone. He's not alone. He has the cats. He raised an eyebrow at her. Isn't that what crazy people do? Live alone with too many cats? I don't know any crazy people, she shot back. "'thinking through things. "'Do you think he was joking about the jar thing?' "'Yes, and don't go look.' "'Gee sat back down. "'Why not?' "'It's better not to know.' "'He drummed his fingertips on the tabletop. "'Now, it's your turn.' "'He didn't write anything else?' "'Nope. "'Really?' "'Yes,' Assam said, irritated. "'Now,' Tell me what you did and how you did it. What do you mean? He stared at her. You did something to me a minute ago. You hurt me. Sorry. He shook his head at the half-hearted apology. I need to know how you did it. I don't know. Oh, come on. He slapped his hand down on the table, rattling the dishes. Honestly, she said, I don't. She seemed earnest, but when Assam tried to look deeper, his headache opened up like a flower in bloom. "'Tell me,' he said through gritted teeth. "'I didn't do anything. I just got angry, and I wanted to punch you. You were kind of being a jerk.' She gazed at him reproachfully. "'And did you?' "'Uh, no.' "'I mean,' he explained, "'did you punch me inside?' In your mind, in your imagination. Yeah, she said. Like I don't do that 23 times a day. He nodded. Apparently his gift worked both ways. He could reach out, but he was also open to anyone else reaching in. This must have been what the old man meant about learning to defend himself. His new gift, it seemed, had a price as well. Gee picked up the note. Why is he following us? Who? She gave him a look. Who? Don't worry about it. I am worried, she said. Why is he bothering us? Who knows? You do, she said pointedly. Or you could if you'd tried it out. Try what out? He asked. It's not like I just got a new bike. I can't magically discover. Well, she said dramatically, like their mother, I don't know about magically, but I'm guessing that if he's right outside that door with his scabby little ear pressed against the wood waiting for us. Maybe, Assam said, for all we know. So what do you want me to do about it? I want you, she said, sounding more like their mother than ever before. I want you to read his mind or something and, I don't know, change it. Change it? She made a noise like a tea kettle just before it starts to scream. Wipe it out. Make him forget about us. Erase us from his mind. Ah. Ah, she echoed. What is that supposed to mean? It means that, A, I don't know if I can even try to erase someone's mind or... B, if I am even able to, if I could figure out how. But C, I'm certain that it is not only a very bad idea, but also D, not something I should do if I, A, can. His sister stared at him for a moment. Okay, A, you're an idiot. B, because I said so. There's got to be a different way. We should kill him. We should sneak up behind him and kill him before he kills us. Yeah, Assam said. Well, we won't do that. Why not? I think it's safe to say that however sneaky and murderous we might try to be, he's probably going to be better at it than we are. But we outnumber him. Assam smiled. Finish your breakfast. G wrinkled her nose. It tastes like kitty litter. Well, I'll have to take your word for it, he said. Put some butter on it. Does the butter taste like kitty litter? No, it tastes like a parking lot. G held up her half-eaten slice of toast. How do you draw butter? I have no idea. Assam stood up. You ready? Gee looked suddenly, scared and vulnerable. He went over and knelt down next to her. She did not want to cry, so she didn't. I'm scared. He nodded. I know you are. Are you scared? I am, he answered. She coughed. Do we have to go right now? We probably should. She glanced to the door. What if he's out there? He's not, Assam lied. He could feel the boy somewhere on the periphery of his consciousness, watchful, circling patiently. But even if he is, he won't hurt us. He won't? G looked up at him, hopefully. Nope. Why not? He wants something from us. She frowned. What does he want? Assam answered slowly. I have no idea, but... I'm certain that we're safe. Really? At least until he gets what he wants. And you're sure? Not really, Assam shrugged. Come on, let's go find out if I'm wrong. G rose and followed him. They stood together in front of the two doors, trying to decide. On one side was the door they had come through the night before, a well-drawn door, intricately detailed, solid, and impressive. On the other was the new door, a hasty scrawl of a thing, just a rectangle scratched into the wall and obviously not meant to last. "'Okay,' G said finally. "'What's the point of having two doors side by side? "'You're going to end up in the same place no matter which one you go through.' You sure about that? She frowned. Well, yeah. I mean, you might as well go out one and I'll go out the other. We'll be right next to each other. I think, her brother said slowly, I think that we probably don't want to do that. Then what should we do? We should do what he told us to do, Assam said. Are you sure? He nodded. We can trust him. Gee wasn't convinced. But what if that kid is out the other door? Assam didn't answer right away. He laid his palm against the newly sketched door, took a breath, and held it. After a long moment, he let it out. He's there, he told her. Then we should use the other one she said as she reached for the knob. Her brother pulled her back. It's okay, he told her. We have to go this way, even if he is there. Why? Because that's the door that leads to her. Who? He opened his mouth, closed it again. Finally, as gently as he could, he reminded her. Mom. G looked away. What if you're wrong? He had no answer for her. Fine, she said. Whatever you think. Just wait a minute. She went back to the table and picked up the note. She turned back to find her brother watching her intently, in a way that was so familiar and completely strange at the same time. What's that? he asked. The note? She nodded. Careful. Of what? Paper? he shrugged. Just be sure that's not your pomegranate seeds. It's not, she said, folding the note into her pocket. Assam squared his shoulders, looking a lot more confident than he actually felt. Let me go first, he said, reaching for the knob. If anything happens, be ready to close the door behind me. What? He looked at her, drawing on all of his big brother authority. "'Just close the door and wait for the old man to get back. "'He can take you to the Queen so she can help.' "'He raised his eyebrows. "'You got it?' "'She nodded, reluctant. "'Gently, Assam turned the knob and pulled open the door. "'He stepped through and, after a moment, waved her on. "'G followed. "'The sky overhead was flat and featureless, "'like a sheet of paper left out in the rain.' They stood for a moment, blinking in the harsh light. The ground around them was hard packed earth, all dust and cracks and patches of scrubby pale grass sprouting here and there. Gee heard a little click behind them and turned. There was nothing there, not even a faint line where the door had been. It's gone, she said. The door is gone. Assam nodded, absent mindedly. His eyes were half closed and he was tilting his head this way and that. Did you hurt your neck? Shh. What are you doing? I'm listening, he said through clenched teeth. Be quiet. He turned his head slightly, cocking his ear to one side. He certainly looked like he was listening. Gee thought to herself. There was, she decided as she looked around, absolutely nothing in any direction. They could be anywhere. They could go anywhere. They were nowhere, and there was no one else around. Assam opened his eyes and looked at her. Hi. Hi, she replied before she realized that he wasn't looking at her. He was looking behind her. She turned, and there he was, big as life, grinning that jack-o'-lantern grin. Edgar. You've been listening to and Darjeeling, written and read by the author, T.M. Camp. A new chapter from the book is available each week, free to download at the iTunes Store. To find out more about and Darjeeling, to read my weblog, or to send me your questions and feedback, visit my website at tmcamp.com. I hope to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. This podcast was written, performed, and produced by T.M. Camp and may not be copied, distributed, transcribed, or otherwise reproduced without his express, written permission. Even listening to the damn thing is probably illegal these days. In fact, you should stop right now, just in case the feds are closing in on you. I'd wipe your hard drive, too, just to be safe. You don't want them to find all those Firefly episodes you downloaded from BitTorrent, do you? Wait. Did you hear that? Just outside the window? I think it was one of their robotic hounds. The new models have night vision, you know. And now they see everything. Oh my god, I think... I think they might already be in the house.